0: I remember a coworker coming into my office one morning, and we got this report. It was called the Maggid Morning, and they had kind of the news, happenings, job opportunities.
1: In 2001, Sarah Whitcomb, future Sarah Whitcomb Foss, was an anchor at a local TV station in Northern Michigan. But
0: my coworker said, "Did you see this job opportunity? Jeopardy's looking for these these people. They're going to travel the world, and they're going to be on Jeopardy." and I thought this was the coolest thing I had ever heard of.
2: Who would have thought your dream job is open on Jeopardy? No, you can't have my job. No, it's not Alex's job, but it's the next best thing. It's the Jeopardy clue crew. Four lucky people can quit their day jobs and join the Jeopardy team. And this job has perks like you won't believe.
0: It really wasn't the time to be looking for a new job.
1: Sarah had only recently started working at the 9 and 10 News in Traverse City.
0: But I kind of secretly took that paper. I went online, I found out more about it.
1: Sarah had already worked her way up from a smaller market in Texas to her current job in Michigan. Her future looked bright, but this was too good an opportunity not to give it a try.
0: What you had to do was create a three-minute VHS, yes, VHS video, explaining why you would be a good Clue Crew member. Good morning, I'm Sarah Whitcomb, and welcome to the show. Topping our news at this hour, Alex Trebek and the staff of Jeopardy are on the lookout for four adventurous people to travel the globe as on-air correspondents for the new Jeopardy! Clue Crew.
1: In her audition video with its nostalgic VHS quality, You see Sarah in a cobalt blazer at the news desk. Not a single flyaway, she is the picture of professionalism. So much so, you might actually confuse this with a newscast, until...
0: Trebek and his team are searching for a select few who possess an inquisitive nature, intelligence, lots of enthusiasm, and a great on-air presence. Cut, 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 cut. Wait a minute, intelligence? Inquisitive nature, lots of enthusiasm, and a great on-air presence? Why am I sitting here reporting about the search for Jeopardy's new clue crew? I think I've got what it takes to be a part of the crew. I gotta get going. You had to deliver three sample clues. They wanted to make sure that you could speak clearly, that you would know how to pronounce things correctly. Clue number one. Here I am at the Champs-Élysées of the Arc de Triomphe, which this man planned to celebrate his military victories. Moving on now to clue number two. Static electricity is generated when an object becomes positively charged by losing these negatively charged particles. Clue number three, it's a structure designed to record the passage of people, don't try to jump it. And now for one final clue, this Northern Michigan anchor woman proved in a three minute video she has exactly what it takes to be a member of the Jeopardy clue crew.
1: I'm your host, Buzzy Cohen, and from Sony Music Entertainment and Sony Pictures TV, this is Jeopardy!, the story of America's favorite quiz show. On today's episode, The Clue Crew, the intrepid team that brought Jeopardy! viewers to all reaches of the globe. Factor's ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. When my schedule gets busy, it's nice to have pre-prepared, chef-created, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to my door. With over 35 different options a week to choose from and over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy with Factor. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to Factormeals.com Jeopardy50 and use code Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. That's code Jeopardy50 at Factormeals.com Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. When Sarah sent in her audition tape, her submission was just one of about 5,000 that Jeopardy received for the four Clue Crew positions. Jimmy McGuire was another one of the applicants. I had heard about the Clue Crew way before it was even officially announced. That was in 1998. Jimmy was living in Secaucus, New Jersey, just outside of New York City, auditioning for game shows with the hope of becoming a TV host. I had gone through the Jeopardy!
3: doors, and I had auditioned for a children's version of the show that was called JEPP. And one of the producers at the time said, you know, if this doesn't work out, we're considering doing a traveling correspondent team, but it's in the works right now. Keep your eyes out for it. And, you know, I I gave it a thought, but I never really dwelled on it.
1: About three years later, Jimmy was still going on auditions and not landing gigs. He had a day job, but he wanted out. I
3: was working with General Motors, and I was working as part of the um, auto show uh, staff. I was a product presenter, and I happened to be in Kansas City at the time. And after a very long shift of uh, describing a Buick rendezvous, I put on the uh, hotel television in my room, and sure enough, Jeopardy! was on. And it was During one of the commercial breaks, Alex
2: Trebek came on. It's the job of a lifetime, so join me and be part of the Jeopardy team. You'll travel around the country, record clues for the show, visit exciting places, and get paid for it. For information on how to audition for the Jeopardy clue crew, go to Jeopardy.com.
3: And all of a sudden, you know, a light went off in my head. I ran down to the business center of the hotel. I downloaded the application. When I went home, I I put together a I guess, my best effort of a videotape, and um, subsequently, I sent this tape in. Well, what a surprise! I'm Jimmy McGuire, and, and as you can see, you caught me. Uh, this is what I normally do on the weekend. I sort of just sit around the old homestead, catch up on the old classics, and do a bit of reading. As you can see, I'm doing the new book of knowledge. I'm now on volume C, so I, I have a, a ways to go. The
1: vibe of Jimmy's audition tape is laid back which is also kind of like Jimmy. He's sitting on an armchair in his living room, confident and comfortable.
3: Everybody in the room, I need you to close your eyes. Okay, now that your eyes are closed, I'll tell you when to open them. Hold on, and... Okay, you may open them.
1: He puts on a beret and coaxes his dog over to his side.
3: This is Jimmy McGuire, and I'm at the Champs-Élysées, at the Arc de Triomphe, where which military man wanted to celebrate... His victories. Here we are at the Arc Arc de Trayonne. And my doggy.
1: After sending in their tapes, both Sarah and Jimmy received callbacks to audition in person.
0: It was one of the most... I was so relieved in that moment and so excited. My closest callback was in Chicago. And that day I still had to record the newscast, but I had to make it to the secret audition. So I come running in to the hotel. I I see this guy with a camera, and I say, which way are the Jeopardy auditions? I make it to the room. They're like, come this way. Here I am in front of Harry Friedman and all of the Sony executives for Jeopardy. I had prepared this little song to leaving on a jet plane. You know, All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go to be a part of the Jeopardy show. A Clue Crew member I was meant to be. You get the gist. Anyway, I'm singing my song and doing my dance, and I Exit, I go back into this room with hundreds of people. You know, moments later, they came and they did the next group of callbacks. And they they announced my name last. You could tell everyone looked around like, who's that? Where'd she come from?
1: Jimmy did his callback in New York. But his experience was a little different from Sarah's. I looked around the room and I thought to myself, What am I doing here? You know,
3: I I all of a sudden fell into this imposter syndrome. This one guy in particular had a duffel bag. It was filled with hats. There was another guy that was a juggler. It seemed like there was another person who was a stand-up comic. And I thought to myself, what am I
1: going to do? Without any bells and whistles, Jimmy decided his best option was to speak from the heart. I looked at the producers, and the first thing that came to my mind
3: was, you know, what, what I bring to this opportunity is something you can't put in a duffel bag i bring an enthusiasm i bring an innate curiosity and uh i think it's that authentic approach that came across after watching thousands of tapes and hundreds of auditions the producers made their decision
2: meet the new jeopardy clue crew
1: Jimmy and Sarah were chosen along with two others, Cheryl Farrell, a mom of two with degrees in economics and communications, and Sophia Lidskog, a Harvard grad who was fresh out of college.
0: From the moment we arrived in Los Angeles, it really was a whirlwind.
1: Sarah, Jimmy, and the others were thrust into work when they landed in LA. There were photo shoots, media training, and even lessons on how to do their own makeup. They also got to check out their new wardrobes.
0: Our wardrobe man for Jeopardy! had picked out all of these items for each of us. And, you know, I never thought there would come a day when I would have a rack of clothes that I would get to try on, that someone else bought for me, that I would get to wear on television.
1: After a week of prep, they were sent out on their first trip. It wasn't far-flung, it was around California, hitting some major landmarks like San Diego SeaWorld and the La Brea Tar Pits. The Clue crew members were excited to be trying something different, but the question on everyone's mind was how would viewers feel about the new material? Change is not something that the fans,
3: especially of Jeopardy! were really into. And my biggest fear was that we would be looked upon as some sort of, uh, you know, gimmick. Even for Alex, I believe we were an acquired taste. More on that after the break.
2: The idea behind The Clue Crew was really quite simple.
1: This is Harry Friedman, former executive producer of Jeopardy.
2: That was one of the things I pitched to Alex when I joined the show. I said, we want to have this group of roving reporters and uh, send them out all over the world to bring back clues. So if we have a clue about the Bridge of Sighs (laughs) in Italy, or we have a clue about the Taj Mahal, could we put a picture of it up? Of course. But it's not the same as being there. You don't get the sense of scale or size. And you only get superficial information. So when we started dispatching the the Clue Crew all over the country and then all over the world, we were able to get absolutely wonderful, high-quality content for the show.
1: The clues were meant to elevate the show, and the crew themselves were soon to be a critical part of Jeopardy's brand. They were to serve as ambassadors, expanding Jeopardy's reach.
2: So if we sent the clue crew to Philadelphia, we could not only get a bunch of wonderful clues about Philadelphia, about American history, but also have a representative of Jeopardy on local stations, talk shows, or on the news. You know, from the Jeopardy clue crew, Jimmy McGuire Is here with us today in Philadelphia. It really paid off in every respect.
1: Slowly, the clues were introduced to the Jeopardy board.
2: We did the clue crew sort of a little bit at a time. We didn't want to scare anybody off. We kept it pretty simple. And uh, in the beginning, it was just, let's take something that's familiar to people that they may have heard of, and how do we bring it to life? Jana.
3: Time for round of golf, 500.
2: All right, back to Jimmy. He had a good swing.
3: Oh. <laughs> Though technically illegal, the retaking of a lousy shot is known by this last name. Rohan. What's a mulligan?
2: Mulligan, yes.
1: As a contestant, you can typically expect the host to deliver your clue. But every once in a while, Jimmy, Sarah, or another clue crew member would pop up, usually for less than 10 seconds. If they don't do their job well, it could throw off the rhythm of the game, so it's imperative they get it right. And they have to deliver their clue, often while multitasking. Here's Sarah recreating an iconic moment from one of my favorite movies, Big, while presenting a clue from one of New York's most beloved toy stores.
0: attraction at FAO Schwartz is piano dancing, just like Tom Hanks and Robert Loggia did in this 1988 film.
2: Sarah. What is big? Yes, she got to do that, and I didn't. <laughs> Nothing. I go. am ticked. Go again.
1: Playing a 16-foot piano while also delivering lines on camera? What was being asked of Sarah and Jimmy and the others just hadn't been done before, and there was definitely a learning curve.
0: I remember one of the first shoots. We were at the San Diego Zoo, and we just had a cameraman at the time, no audio. And then there were flex fill these big reflectors that you try to hold up to get the light. And I remember our original camera operator giving Sophia Lidskog and I a flex fill, and we were supposed to find the light, you know, to to light up Jimmy, and. He just kept looking at us like, oh, they do not know what they are doing. I can find the light now so many years later, but I couldn't find the light then. And I don't think we put the microphones on particularly well. So it wasn't long after that that we did start having, you know, a proper audio man.
4: My name is Russ Fisher, and I've been with the Clue Crew for 22 years.
1: Russ was a TV veteran when he joined the Clue Crew, and he was brought on to handle the sound. He had previously done work for new shows like 60 Minutes and 48 Hours.
4: I started in this industry as a gaffer, as a lighter. And I kind of got out of that and started doing audio. And uh, I was asked if I would be interested in participating in this new venture they're trying to start up, which would be the Clue Crew. And I said, whatever you need. That was it.
1: Along with Russ, there were a few more additions to the team. Here's Jimmy again. We
3: had our field producer, Brett Schneider. We would have uh, a camera operator. We'd also have uh, what's called a grip who would, you know, set up lighting and any sorts of, uh,
1: uh, you know, handle any sorts of necessary things on set. In the process of establishing this configuration, there was another factor.
0: We needed to not bring a lot of attention to what we were doing because it was game material. So we didn't want some big TV crew out on location. It was small, you know, one light, one cameraman
1: they operated with the utmost discretion. Say they were taping a clue at the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia. The off chance that they were seen there taping could potentially compromise a clue. Any guides that they worked with often signed non-disclosure agreements. It was a serious consideration for the team that informed a lot of their production decisions. While keeping a low profile, they had ironed out some of the basic questions. How do they do these shoots? How many people does it take? Who does what? But at the same time, they had to figure out how to work together and effective teamwork only became more imperative once they started raising the stakes. He assured me
4: that she would not get wet. And I was looking at the situation, just wanted to make sure, because I'll change the mic out. And he said, no, 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 we're good, we're good. And dang, if she didn't smash into the water as hard And as wet as she could get. And he looks to me and he says, ah, my bad. That's after the break.
3: Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D Valladaris, will be joining us every week.
0: We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me. A Survivor winner.
3: Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. Anyone that's ever played sports or worked in creative fields knows that you're only as strong as the weakest member of your team. Each member of the Clue Crew had their strengths and their weaknesses. While the rest of the Clue Crew rotated out, Sarah and Jimmy stayed the course, which meant they did a lot of their Clue Crew trips together.
0: My first impression of Jimmy, I met him at the audition. We were all trying to get to know each other and sharing uh, email addresses. And I remember going to Jimmy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not really trying to make friends. I mean, he didn't say it in so many words, but he was like, you know, he was all business. He was very focused on getting this job. And it's so ironic to know him now because I have gone through the world with Jimmy McGuire, and he is one of my best friends.
3: Sarah was just uh, a person who paid attention to every little detail. And, you know, she is that teammate that really elevates your game. Because, you know, she's bringing her best, and she brings out the best in
1: everybody that she's around. They each brought something to the table, but they were best when they leaned on one another. Here's Russ, the crew's sound guy, again. Sarah um,
4: took to the Clue crew like she had been born into it and never looked back. Although Jimmy didn't come from broadcasting, he had an on-air
3: presence. In a spectacular chase scene, 007 skis off a cliff, near the beginning of this 1977 James Bond film. Liz. What is The Spy
2: Who Loved Me? The Spy Who Loved Me is correct. And if you're wondering, Jimmy never, ever skied off the edge of that cliff.
4: (laughs) He came to this um, wanting to learn. And it showed, and he got better every day.
1: Sarah was polished and a daredevil. She never got her feathers ruffled, still doesn't. But there was something endearing about Jimmy because he wasn't that way. They complimented each other beautifully.
0: Jimmy, he made it known pretty early. Not a big animal
3: guy. Just really was never comfortable. And for some reason, it just seemed to be, um, I guess, a, for our producer, a, a, a funny sort of moment for him to, to put me in situations with animals.
0: And so one of our first trips, he was in a tank and he was holding a nurse shark.
1: Okay. actually time out for two seconds yeah. if you feel her freak out get tense drop her, okay. we'll pick her up again
3: okay
1: it's okay, okay. you're
4: okay. okay just tighten up here we go
1: wow well. <laughs> okay. in this behind the scenes footage you see jimmy in a shallow tank with a trainer and a nurse shark and he's less than enthusiastic i was in um waist high water and the clue was for me to hold a nurse shark which is about three feet long.
0: And you know, the shark was kinda moving and
1: The shark was moving and so was Jimmy. He was struggling to get his lines down while also holding on to this shark.
3: Nurse sharks don't have to keep moving to breathe. They get oxygen. Oh boy. (laughs) They get oxygen by
2: Water I'm pot- by
3: water, okay. Oh shit! Where's, okay. I got it. Nurse sharks don't have to keep moving to breathe. They get oxygen by pumping water over these organs. Look at it. the nurse shark. Just seem to have a little bit of a uh, you know irritation with me and. I was nervous, and uh, the trainer had told me that if the nurse shark was, you know, giving me any issues, I could just drop the nurse shark right back into the water. But mind you, I'm in waist-high deep, dropping a nurse shark right at the man zone, and I just felt so terribly petrified. Police, take her. Oh boy. You're okay
2: I'm
3: <laughs> <laughs> You want to do this once I'm serious. Yeah. Please. Can I give this to Sir? Confessions
1: of the clue,
0: Crew. Jimmy put that shark right down in the pool, and he was like, Sarah, you're
1: going to have to do the shark. On a Princess Cruise for 800
0: Nurse sharks don't need to keep moving to breathe. They get oxygen by pumping water over these organs.
2: Andrew, what are their gills? The gills is right. Jeopardy
1: viewers would never be the wiser. With this knowledge of one another and a few trips under their belt, travel picked up and took them all over the world. They put together this promo once they hit that benchmark of traveling to all seven continents.
3: Are you
0: keeping up with the Clue Crew? Then you've been with us too. Antarctica.
1: North America.
0: Australia.
3: Asia. Africa. South America.
0: And Europe.
3: We've been all
1: over the world and
3: we're just getting started, whatever we do. There's always a Jeopardy! Clue
0: waiting to be shared.
3: The Jeopardy! Clue Crew.
0: Check us out.
1: With each trip together, the team melded. Here's Russ again. When we weren't rolling, we would
4: explore. No matter where we would go, we would get bikes because that was the best way to maximize your time and see as much of the local area as you could. You know, we're being sent there to see the most the most beautiful landscapes, the the backdrops, the, you know, the postcard pictures.
1: Alex Trebek started to catch wind of all the fun adventures this Clue crew was having, and it piqued his interest.
0: It became kind of a running joke. Alex was like, why do they get to go and I don't get to go? And so, of course, the producers were like, Alex, if you want to go along, you know, you pick the destination.
1: Alex Trebek traveling with the Clue crew?
0: The first place that I ever was able to travel internationally with Alex was Machu Picchu. Uh,
2: let's go to Machu Picchu for $400. All right, here I am in that scenic location. The Temple of the Sun, just below us, was used for calendar purposes. That large ledge in the middle of the room aligns directly with sunlight at sunrise on June 21st, the winter one of these in Peru. Celeste. What's the solstice? Correct.
0: And I remember the first thing I learned is that Alex, he doesn't carry more than a carry-on suitcase on any of his travels, even if it's a two-week trip. So, you know, we show up to go to South America, and he's got a roller bag. And he brought his wife, Jean, with him as well, and she was only allowed to bring a roller bag. When we would travel internationally, we wouldn't bring Alex's hair and makeup team. So, I was appointed to be the hair and makeup team, which Alex wanted no part of. We would be in the middle of Petra, and I'm gussying Alex Trebek up among the beautiful rock formations. Alex was good about it, but he didn't really need any of that glitz and glam. And so I would just apply the the minimal amount of powder to get it done, zhuzh his hair the littlest amount, and he would be ready to do his clues.
2: Uh, Petra, 200. All right, here we go. Petra is built on a terrace overlooking Wadi Musa, the valley of this man, who tradition says struck a rock here and made it gush with water. Buddy. Who is Moses? Yes.
1: Getting to travel with Alex allowed them to see another side of him, and he opened up with them.
0: On a particular evening in Israel, it was
3: Shabbat. Pretty much the entire city is shut down. And there are just a few restaurants that are open.
0: But we had found a restaurant, and it was really just Alex, Jimmy, and myself sitting at the bar of this restaurant in Jerusalem. And I remember Alex turned to the two of us, and he said, Why aren't you guys married? And we both reacted, Oh, gosh, oh, no, I mean, we are like friends. We're like brothers. Like, oh, no, Alex, I mean, we really like each other. But oh, no, 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 no. And he's like, Not to each other. He was always really concerned, you know, he knew we loved our job, but family was such a priority for Alex. He really wanted to make sure that we weren't missing out on what was most important.
1: By the way, Sarah and Jimmy did go on to start families. Everyone involved with the Clue crew felt that it was likely too good a gig to last for long. In fact, when they started, They all thought it was a one-year jaunt.
0: The initial plan for the Clue crew was that each year, it would be a promotional event. They would find four new roving correspondents. It would be a nationwide search once again. But what the producers realized was that maybe a better idea would be to keep the same faces, the same people, and have our Jeopardy! viewers get to know us instead of changing it out every year.
1: But still, they continued to work with one-year contracts, never knowing how long their time on the show would be.
3: I enjoyed what I was doing and never really thought about, you know, this is going to be the end.
1: At one point, we said, let's
3: get to 10.
0: And then, you know, let's get to 15. And our final goal was, let's make it to 20, which seemed inconceivable.
1: They worked as a crew for 21 seasons. In March of 2019, Alex announced that he was battling pancreatic cancer. He later passed in November of 2020 with his last episode airing in January of 2021. While the institution of Jeopardy was reeling from the loss, the rest of the world was turned on its head.
0: And I remember for the third week of March in 2020, we were coming out to New York and Boston. We had several locations. And I remember around, you know, March 10th, "Hmm, there's this thing called COVID, you know, but, oh, it's fine. We're going to keep plugging ahead and, It wasn't until the next week, you know, right before the world really did shut down, that Harry said, I I think we should uh, postpone that trip.
2: Here's Harry again. Uh, I'm not sure that we had been everywhere or done everything or asked everything of the Clue crew. But a combination of economic factors plus COVID uh, kind of brought it to a screeching halt.
1: Finally, in August of 2022, the decision was made— To hang up those frequent flyer miles, and after 300 cities, 46 countries, all 50 states, and seven continents, the clue crew came to an end.
0: We went to the Academy of Motion Pictures Museum in Los Angeles, and we did our our clue shoot, and we kind of knew. Jimmy and I kind of knew, like, you know what? This is probably the last one, but what a ride have we had.
3: We have cried together. We have laughed together. We have yelled at each other. Um, We've been in vans together. We've been on
1: ships together. We've been on planes together. And luckily, even after the Clue crew disbanded, Jimmy and Sarah were able to continue working together, only this time on the Jeopardy! set. Today, Sarah is the producer of the show and oversees everything from episode tapings to post-production. Jimmy is the stage manager, which means... He's pretty much the point man for all things on set. Fun fact, he also hosts the rehearsal games. Next week on This is Jeopardy!, the story of America's favorite quiz show. The smartest trivia players in the country get together and write their own pub quiz. O'Briens has a reputation of being the place that Jeopardy alums go, or if you're in town to tape Jeopardy, you should come to this, because it's, you know, the toughest pub quiz in town. This is Jeopardy! The Story of America's Favorite Quiz Show is a production of Sony Music Entertainment and Sony Pictures TV. It's hosted by me, Buzzy Cohen. This episode was produced by Rob Dozier. The series producers are Julia Doyle, Rob Dozier, Sylvie Lubau, and Mia Warren. Associate producers are Serena Chow and Sonny Balkin. Our series editor is Sarah Kramer. Executive producers are Lizzie Jacobs, Tom Koenig, Sarah Kramer, Michael Davies, and Suzanne Preddy. Production management help from Susanna Davenport and Tamika balance Kolosny. Our theme song was composed by Hannes Brown. Cedric Wilson is our engineer. Special thanks to Charlie Yetter and Steve Ackerman. And a big, big thank you to the Jeopardy staff and crew for all of their time and help on this. Shout out to Alexa Machia. If you love the show, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.